Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When my phone rang, she found us someone new. It's no surprise how life could be... Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it's time once again for another edition of what know your enemy i don't don't remember what podcast we're on tonight uh jeffrey and i are joking off air but my name is michael beck uh your deputy editor behind the steel curtain.com and i'm joined with as always one mr jeffrey benedict jeffrey how you doing tonight sir uh i'm doing great that's you know that completely unstealers related i'm doing great <laughs> All right, so we'll save that conversation for another time then. Um, for everyone that's uh, watching right now, wondering where our special guest is, James Rapine from the Locked On Bengals podcast will join us in the second half of the show today. Uh, so we'll break down the Steelers uh, matchup, uh, of course, here in the first half of the show. Before we get to next Sunday's game, though, I do want to ask you one question about the previous Sunday's game. Uh, of course, the Steelers' brutal loss against the Raiders. Jeffrey, what... Uh, what are your thoughts on that game? Is it an overreaction to say uh, we've already started to falling off the rails? What's the vibe here? How are you feeling? Uh, has the season gone off the rails? The season is currently off the rails. That's 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 my take on that game. Um, but it's not the it's nothing that can't be fixed. It just has to be fixed. There's some things that just have to get better. Got it. Yeah. No. It's. Uh... From offensive line to quarterback play to injuries, there's a, there's a long list of stuff there. And really, I, I think we should probably touch on the injuries right now, of course. When we recorded this podcast a week ago, no one on the Steelers were hurt. They were a completely 100% healthy team. 
uh, what, a week later, there's five guys uh, who are battling through groin injuries. Tyson Alualu broke his ankle. Ben Roethlisberger's nursing a peck. What is going on with this? What the heck happened? I think they installed a stripper pole at the Steelers training facility. I think Brian Anthony Davis got hired as their trainer. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's just crazy to see that many like groin injuries at once. You're like, what happened? No, like my uh, my brother-in-law, he he's a uh, he was a physical trainer. He's he works in medical fields. He's like, man, did they did they swap trainers? Did they get someone like stretching them entirely inappropriately, like entirely wrongly? Sorry, not inappropriate, but wrongly. You know what's what's going on that that would cause that? I'm I'm off. The Your rails. minds just went straight in the gutter tonight. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Next topic. Uh, well, well, we'll stay with the injuries though because it, it is pretty important. Um, ben Roethlisberger, he's going to battle through it. It sounds like T.J. Watt was limited. Uh, Alex High, Highsmith, I believe, missed the day. Devin Bush was a full. Is our injuries going to impact this game? Is this something to be concerned about, or could potentially Ben play that great game he seems to always have when he's playing injured? I yeah, I was going to say I have an anonymous source that says Ben actually had three of his arms amputated this week, but he's still going to play. Um, that's the problem. One of the problems with Ben Roethlisberger, you don't know. You don't know. He could have like it could be an injury that he can completely play through, but it's legit injury, uh, or it could be an injury that is going to absolutely cause him to stink, and he's still going to play through it. It doesn't matter. Like the guy's going to give it his a go, whether he can play or. I mean, he they had to pull him off the field when his muscle had completely disconnected from the bone, and he couldn't throw the ball like literally at all. And they're like, you cannot go back out in the field. And he's like, really? You know, that's Ben Roethlisberger. So I don't know what we're going to see from Ben Roethlisberger. His worst games are always the game before he's out with injury and the game before he returns because he tries to play through stuff that he shouldn't. But we also have seen him come out injured and play great games. So I don't know. It depends on is this an injury he can play through effectively or is this an injury he can survive playing through uh, the as outside of Ben Roethlisberger, the defense. Um, I, I did that. I said this on my podcast, but if you take the top six players from the steel curtain and you say we're gonna we're gonna subtract four of them and see how great that defense is, you don't have a great defense anymore. You have a good defense with a couple of great players on it, which is what we had. Although I would I would go step down from good because this defense isn't as deep as the steel curtain was. Uh, but down four of their top six players, counting Stefan to it, because he's, he's, he's you know, he hasn't played yet, but he's still out. That still counts. He's one of their best players. They're down four of their top six players. This defense is not going to be a good defense. They're going to be maybe league average. Wow. Yeah, no, and it does seem like uh, they're trending in the right directions uh, from player personnel-wise, guys getting healthy. We'll, we'll see how many people are, are still out. It, hopefully the numbers will be better. Uh, of yeah. course, with the Alu-Alu heading to the IR, Henry Mondo gets the bump up. And the Steelers signed Taco Charlton. Well, what are kind of your overall, <laughs> Taco, what are your kind of overall vibes uh, with those kind of three moves there? How do you feel about losing Alu-Alu for the year, Mondo stepping in, and then, of course, the uh, acquiring of Taco Charlton? Alu-Alu <laughs> being lost is rough. Uh, that dude was just a rock in the middle of the line. Like, and the fact that you just aren't moving him, he's going to slowly go in whatever direction he wants to go in. And that's pretty much, you're just going to have to deal with it. But also he, 
he's a serious veteran and he knows his stuff. He he is a very smart player. Um, I'm glad I'm glad Mondo got called up. I like the dude. He he got a lot of action this preseason. I was banking on him because of how much the Steelers played him. But at least we know he is someone who knows the defense and can play a serious rotational part. I would not be surprised to see him get significant stat, snaps. Um, Taco Charlton, the additive. I like it. I've, I, you know, I'm a Michigan fan. Uh, and I like Taco Charlton, but I thought, I thought when he was drafted, he was, he was being overrated. And then Dallas took him over TJ Watt, which was insane. Uh, but I, he's a solid guy. He's, I, I think he's, I think he can be, you know, better than you're going to get from like an Anthony Ciccolo type character. He's, he, I think he can give us more than that. Uh, and just be kind of a solid, a solid guy in that rotation. Because, I mean, if you look at that list right now, if you look at that injury list, you've got two of your three outside linebackers on there. If if both of those went bad, you could end up with Jameer Jones as a starter. Right? That's 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 in the spectrum, especially groin injuries where it can be better one day and worse the next day. Like, it, it, it varies through the week. You're just going to have to wait and see for a lot of these guys getting back. And, man, if, if, a, if a lot of those names go wrong – if you're seeing a three-man rotation of Melvin Ingram, Jameer Jones, and Taco Charlton, that's rough. Yeah, not exactly what uh, we were anticipating to start the year with, but uh, it, that's what we're looking at right now. To his credit, Jameer Jones, I think, played pretty darn well in that action yeah. he got in uh, on uh, Sunday. He got a quarterback against... hit. Yeah. No, it, it, was he... on the, it was on the touchdown. It was on one of David Derek Carr's touchdowns, but he, he got in there. And uh, which actually puts him ahead of Alex Highsmith, who does not yet have a quarterback hit, has not yet touched a quarterback in the season. That is wild. That uh, yeah, that's honestly hard to compute that 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 hasn't happened yet. But Jameer Jones, obviously, in my opinion, he's shown more than Chicolo, uh, than uh, Ola Denny, any of these guys. So I, I, I'm a, a big fan of Jameer Jones. I, I like what he's he's brought to this team. But uh, looking did you see, ahead, did you see Ola's? Did you see Ola's sack? He got in he, their game. He, he did. He did make that a play. Should have, that should have been a safety. But anyways, yeah, it was. It was. It was crazy. I'm watching that. I'm like Ola Adnyi and Bud Dupree are in there making pressures and getting a big sack. And I'm just like, you know, I kind of was cheering for him. I'm like, let's go. I know you're not a Steelers anymore, but let's go, guys. Go, go up, represent. Up here, up here in the Pacific Northwest, it couldn't have been uh, any better for me. Uh, up yeah. in Seattle, watching those guys play. But uh, anyhow, looking at the Steelers matchup this Sunday. Uh, we will, of course, ask James Rapine in the second half his thoughts on all things Bengals. But what's what's your kind of overall, your first overall kind of impression of the Bengals uh, as we head into this game, the first AFC North clash for the Steelers this year? Uh, what are your just general thoughts on the Bengals and how the Steelers kind of match up with them? I, I don't even know this team. Like, they changed half their defensive personnel. There's a whole bunch of brand new players. Uh, their offensive line, they went out and, like, didn't draft – Panay Sewell, but if you and everyone's like, oh, their offensive line is trashing and Joe Burrow killed. And then if you look at like uh pass rush win rate, ESPN's pass rush win rate, pass right pass block win rate, and pass and run block win rate. Man, if I could talk. Uh <laughs> the Bengals are like it's only your job way up the list. They're one of the better offensive lines in the NFL. Like, boom, they didn't do anything. They're like uh seventh in pass block win rate this year so far. And I know, I mean, they, they haven't played anybody, but Chicago has Khalil Mack. You're still, you know, you're still facing some talent out there. Uh, so I, I, 
I mean, and the receiver core is different. The quarterback, Joe Burrow, we, you know, you barely saw him last year and he wasn't really anything yet. But now I, I don't know what to expect from this team at all. I really don't, except I hope they still stink. Like, like you know, that's why I'm with the Bengals. I'm like, come on, guys. You can still be the Bengals. Don't do that whole we're not the Bengals anymore thing. <laughs> At least one team Ohio has to suck, right? Right, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a constitutional law, and I'm Canadian, so I'm pretty sure that that's, that's how that works out. Um, anywho, um, so moving along in our uh, in our uh, programming here, that's the word I'm looking for. Uh, what, uh, what do you think of Mike Hilton, uh, our first uh, kind of look at him as a Cincinnati Bengal playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, is he someone that's going to kind of uh, dominate uh, the, the Steelers, or can the Steelers find a way to dominate him? That's going to be an interesting thing. I was Because we were all like, are they going to use him right at all? Uh, so I had to go look up the numbers. He's actually been blitzing. They're, they're using him as a blade. He's got a couple, couple tackles for loss. A couple pressures, hasn't gotten a sack or a QB hit yet. But they, they, he was on, uh, someone was interviewing, he was talking about, he, he's looking forward to trying to hit Big Ben. He's like, you know, it was, and he even brought up, it was like, it was kind of one of those moments where he's like, I've never gotten to hit him. Like, we're not allowed to hit Ben. You have to like kind of touch him. He's like, I'm looking forward to, you know, actually like laying a good one on him and trying to tackle him. So I, I, I'm excited. I still see, I have a problem not liking Mike Hilton. I can't, I can't really do that. Yet, so uh, if he comes uh, in and really starts playing well against us, that could change very quickly. Or you, next- you know what's sad? Stop. One of the things that's sad, like now that the Steelers have all this extra money and they totally could have kept Mike Hilton now, like looking at the books, that play against the Raiders when Henry Ruggs had his 60-whatever-yard touchdown, uh, Trey Norwood kind of like struggled his way through a blitz. Oh, that was Mike Hilton. That play was me in the backfield. That's a sack, and we, I know. We're, we're still in that game. It's it's a it's a tenth of a second difference between a sixty-one yard touchdown and and a hit where the ball goes haywire because you hit him early. Mike Hilton would have been there like two tenths of a second earlier. It's just that he's that guy, you know. There's not many of them. Yeah. Oh goodness gracious. Uh, oh well, you live and you learn in uh, the NFL, and uh, it's just part of the business. But uh, they face the former Steeler on Sunday. That's definitely going to be a fun one. Uh, I will be looking uh, for Mike Hilton uh, while they're on the field there and uh, watching him probably closer than anyone else in the Bengals defense. But another name that's there, a, a new guy, Trey Hendrickson. Um, he was uh, the the sack master uh, for the uh, the Saints before. He joined Cincinnati in the offseason, of course, replacing Carl Lawson, who, of course, himself went on to be a Jet and then get injured. Uh, what do you think of Hendrickson? Is he someone that could give the Steelers offensive line fits? I, I'm – I don't know. I, I, I'm a little worried about him, but I think he was more a product. He was a bit of, the, of a product of the Saints defense. Uh, if I'm right, he was one of the, like, athletic freaks of the uh, – pass rushers of like the 2018 draft he was like one of those, those crazy athletes um 2017 yeah he was he was one of the guys up there with tj watt that were like they're like whoa these guys have this incredible crazy athleticism uh i i don't worry about him too much but he is he is their most dangerous pass rusher he's the guy you really have to look out for uh but i'm not i'm not too worried about their pass rush um, so i had an article run out today on behind about uh, offensive line play excuse me, and uh, how the Steelers could uh, try to improve 
um, their line not only this year but moving into the future. When you're done listening to this podcast, you can, you can go ahead and read that. But uh, I'm curious, Jeffrey, what are your thoughts? Can they fix this offensive line? Is this something that's possible in this season? Well, first off, I want to say thank you for jumping into the like offensive line evaluation because I know I've talked about that. I was like, come on, Mike, like get in there and jump in and give us some good tidbits here. Um, so thank you for that. I'm looking. For, I, I read it. I'm going to read it again here. Uh, it's one of those articles. If they're good, the good articles, I go back and read a couple times so I actually you know remember what's in it. Uh, but to me, this offensive line uh, from the film side, watching the film, there's a lot of. 1v1 breakdowns, right? We've we've got guys who are maybe uh, solid on like 75% of their snaps, but they're like staggering who's screwing up. Like if you watch the film, you'll have a guy just get like Kendrick Green will get absolutely destroyed on a play. And the next play, Trey Turner will just not reach the guy he needs to get to. And then the next one, like a Korafor who's had a couple of good blocks in a row comes up and just gets blown up and, and you know, the whole play is dead. It just seems like they have a constant string of somebody's messing up, right? Uh, and yet when they put it together, like we saw we saw a 14-yard run right up the middle where Najee Harris wasn't touched till he passed the until he, you know, on a first down, a second and ten, he ran for 14 yards. He wasn't touched till he made it past the first down marker. Because they actually just hit their blocks which they're doing more often than not, but there's just too many errors, too many people. I, I, some of it you can see there's still miscommunication going on. I don't know how much they can fix in a season. That's actually a question I wanted to ask you, uh, since you're an offensive line coach. How much can you realistically hope for an individual offensive lineman to improve over the course of one season? Well, I think to a degree, um, it's definitely possible. Older players like Trey Turner, I think what you see at this point is exactly what you're going to get. Um, there is stuff that the Steelers coaches can do to make life easier for them, though. And that's something I kind of went in on in the article. Um, stuff like zone blocking. And for people that don't really know what that is, instead of trying to block people straight up and deciphering who's blitzing, who's stunting, and uh, whose man becomes yours when those things happen, a zone block just means you block the area between between your right hip and the left hip of the offensive lineman beside you, uh, or vice versa. That way it's just very simple. Whoever shows up there is yours. They can do stuff like that to make life easy, and they can just be football players. And that's really what I kind of talked about in the article. Um, so I, I think to a degree – they can just simplify things to like, obviously in the NFL, you don't want to do that too much because of how talented and how smart defensive coordinators are. And uh, there, there's stuff you can do to beat that, like sending extra pressure, sending multiple guys to the same gap. There's, there's stuff you can do to beat it. But at the end of the day, you can just play simple football and let just put your players in the best position they possibly can uh, utilizing lots of cut blocks and uh, extra chips and whatnot. Heck, I, I know Ben Roethlisberger took that nasty uh, sack in seven-man protection against uh, four guys uh, rushing. That, that's simply not good enough. And it, obviously that's a, a lot of mistakes tied into that. So the Steelers are going to have to iron out a lot of uh, a lot of the issues here. But sticking There's with the if I can, If I can jump in. There's a thing I want to ask you with this because uh, watching on film, right? Um, I'm actually sorry. Go ahead. My, forget this. My mind just went completely blank. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I had this great question to ask you, and then I'm just it's gone. 
I'm sorry. Hey, it's okay. Um, <laughs> we will still talk about offensive line play. So if it comes to you, by all means, fire it straight back at me. But uh, at that right tackle spot, of course, uh, Zach Banner uh, is is slowly getting back. Um, I think the earliest he's allowed to be back in action would be uh, next week uh, against the Green Bay Packers. Do you think his addition alone could kind of reshape this offensive line in a way where you might find them being more successful in the field? Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, I know we don't have a ton of film on Banner, but everything we have. Like you go last year, his first play game in New York where he was his first start. You go to this season and the preseason, all of it is better than what we're seeing, frankly, from both tackles right now. From a core of four or Dan Moore Jr., uh, both of them are, are getting beat on plays where you just saw Banner. I mean, when Zach Banner doesn't do it right, he's still this massive, you know, person in space that you have to get around, right? Like if that's one of the things about Dan Moore Jr. that's helping him survive is even if he messes up, he can still shove a guy, right? He has long arms. He can reach out and shove a guy and get a little more than a smaller guy gets. Zach Banner is enormous. Uh, you're not going to see him get run over very often like we saw Okorafor get absolutely run over on a bull rush uh, and stepped on. Run over, stepped on on his way to the to the quarterback. But I do I do remember what I was going to ask you, all right? Because one of the things I talked about was when you're dealing with running the ball and you have one more guy in the box than you have blockers, right? And I was saying that if you nail all of your blocks – you can scheme most run schemes in those situations. We'll, we'll take that one person. They'll say, okay, we're going to kind of leave this person free and we're going to run a play that will kind of put them in traffic. You know, you've got, or they've got to run around some other defenders and stuff to kind of account for that seventh player. But one of the things we're seeing with the Steelers is a guy will mess up an assignment. One defender gets through Najee Harris beats that defender, but that extra time, allows that the free man to get to him and that allows and it starts it's it steamrolls because all of a sudden everyone has you know a tenth of a second and then half a second you know to get to the ball and everyone does whereas if you see a play where you have even numbers in the box even if someone screws up right if Najee Harris gets past that guy you have a better chance for a game does that does that check with you no, 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 that absolutely makes sense. And sometimes there's some plays where you just don't have the numbers. And you you all, you all scheme to be in situations where you'll have the numbers on your side. That's the reason why some plays are called uh, in one direction versus another, depending if they're on the field or boundary. But um, sometimes you just don't have the, those, those numbers in your favor. And it's up the running back's job to make that extra guy miss. When people start falling off, like you said, then the play turns to you-know-what. Uh, so they, in those situations, yeah, absolutely. There's some play designs, um, where, like I talked about in my article, running an outside zone play is, is designed to make the running back or the linebackers pursue. And then at the third step for the running back, their, their, uh, their actual scheme is to cut back up inside and, uh, go against the grain on an outside zone play. All of a sudden they're cutting it back inside because uh, the linebackers have over pursued. So there is a lot of uh, schemes where th- that's exactly the case. You j- you just don't have the numbers with you, but the play design is still set up for the running backs to be in positions to either outrun or just try to make one man miss. Uh, that's just the way everything's kind of set up uh, through the offensive line. 
Um, Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Past that, uh, getting back into Sunday's action, what, what do you kind of like matchup-wise for the Steelers' offense attacking the Bengals' defense? Uh, do you see any holes? Do you see any receivers or running backs or tight ends that are kind of destined for a big game here? No. Um, I, I've got a lot of questions myself for the offense. Uh, the big one is we've got to be able to throw deep and not just to the sidelines, right? We're not we're not seeing a Ben Roethlisberger who trusts his arm to beat a free safety. And against the Bengals, one of the better single high safeties in the league in, in Jesse Bates. Uh, he is one of the top single high safeties in the NFL. Um, Minka Fitzpatrick, I think, is a better overall player, but I would put Bates ahead of Minka Fitzpatrick if, if you're only doing like a cover one where you got one deep safety. Bates is better. He covers a lot of ground. He's very smart about how he moves. And we're facing that. We're facing that when, at a time where the Steelers are being successfully defended by single high safeties because we're not seeing Ben Roethlisberger and these wide receivers beat the coverage deep reliably enough to make them consider putting two guys back there. And I I brought this up because a lot because, man, that's what we used to always see from Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger was exactly that dude that if you put single high safety, especially against the Bengals, the Bengals used to do it to Martavis Bryant. They'd put a guy out uh, in, in man on Martavis Bryant with just one with just one safety deep, and Ben would absolutely destroy them throughout the game until they backed off a second safety to put multiple players deep. He always did that. That was one of his great strengths. That's why the pump fake was so dangerous and how he looked off safety was so dangerous because if you played single high safety and we had a deep threat on the outside, you were toast. Like you were just, if if that if that wide receiver wins his release, you're done. And right now the Steelers have one of the better deep threats they've had. I think the best deep threat in Chase Claypool they've had since Mike Wallace. And yet, it's not working because you don't see, uh, you don't see, see Ben challenging the free safety at all right now. You see all of his throws out to the sideline, out like, "Hey Chase, go, you know, Joe, jump over a guy." Including a pass this last game where you know Chase Claypool had to jump over the cornerback because Ben threw to the leverage of the cornerback when there was no one in the middle. And you're just like, "That's, you know, is this is this is that one bad throw? Is that one bad read?" But it's been two seasons of this, you know, this is the second season of this and you really have to start asking like, Hey, is, is this now Ben Roethlisberger? Is this 39 year old Ben Roethlisberger? And is he not going to be able to, to carry a team that doesn't have an offensive line? Because if he can't do that, then the offensive line has to get it together or this offense is going to be, I mean, right now the offense is, is awful. Our offense is, is kind of trash. And, is it going to get better? That's like, like something either the quarterback or the offensive line have to get drastically better than they have been recently. And that's that's a big question mark. See, this is an important conversation uh, that I, I think we need to continue here. Um, you, we look at the Steelers' offense. They're four deep at receiver. I don't know how many teams can rival that. They're tight ends. I, I genuinely think they, they got a dude in Pat Fryermuth, and I still think Eric Ebron oh, yeah. has his talents. Najee Harris is a really, really good running back prospect that, honestly, I, I feel like if you stuck him on the Browns, uh, he'd be up there with the league leaders uh, behind any good offensive line, really. He looks all that, but he's just getting eaten alive by uh, by poor performances in front of him. Uh, you mentioned Ben Roethlisberger specifically. 
could we be looking at what is kind of the end here for uh, Big Ben? Is this is this training in the wrong direction? Is there anything he can do, or is is the hay in the barn really? And it's it's time to just kind of uh, take the old horse around back. Wow, <laughs> that's wow. Mike, Mike, Michael's taking it a little farther than me. I would just let him retire. You know, I'm personally not for capital punishment for football. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I understand your analogy. I know. I'm just, I'm, I'm messing with you. Um, No, I, I think we're there. You know, like last season, Peyton Manning, we're not that bad with Ben. Ben is not what Peyton Manning was his very last season where they won the Super Bowl in spite of him. Uh but also this team, with that offensive line, like you said, we have a ton of skill position talent. We have a really young offensive line that right now, yeesh. You know, it's like we've got a souped-up sports car, uh, but the offensive line is the engine, and the engine is is unreliable, and the the driver is is a little old and is is you know puttering around. It's it's not a performance car at this point because it doesn't it doesn't have a great driver and it doesn't have a great engine. Um, I, I think if the offensive line can get it together, this team can still be some, that's where we've been this whole season. Like I'm, I'm sticking with that. If this offensive line can get together and get, get become a, a good offensive line, uh, before Ben Roethlisberger gets hurt, then, then this team can be something. If not, you're dealing with an offensive line that is, is not good enough and a quarterback that needs a good offensive line to be good. And I think he can still be great if he has that offensive line. I, I think at this point of his career, those hits hurt enough that they stick with him, you know, and he and they carry from game to game. He's not – he's got a pec injury. He doesn't know when he got it. Like, he's just – you know, you're old. I'm sorry. You, your body doesn't heal like it used to. You're going to be sore. It's going to – hits are going to gonna wear, and they're going to – they're you know, just going to build up. The bangs and little little problems are going to build up more than they used to. Uh, and, and so this very could very well could be, could be it. Uh, we looked week one, like we had a defense that could carry this team until that point. But then, you know, you lose some players and it's not that defense anymore. It can't carry it. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's it, we're in a really weird place where I'm looking at this Bengals game and I'm like, you know, this could be the get right game for the Steelers because it's the Bengals, because it's another game at, you know, Heinz Field, oh, we could get a couple players back. We, you know, we, we have, we have their coach. I think we have him pretty much figured out uh, unless he changes things up. But again, Jamar Chase has added a new threat with the deep ball. I like the, like, I don't know where we are in this game. It, it has to be a get right game or this season is in real trouble. Now, we are approaching uh, the first half hour mark of our show here today. So before we get to our special guest on, uh, I'm curious what your final score kind of thoughts are uh, for the Steelers second home game of the year against the Cincinnati Bengals. I, Oh man. See, this is hard. Cause I don't even know who's playing. Yeah. We don't, we don't know if we don't know if we have a great defense or if we have a defense that's meh. Uh, I'll tell you what, Joe Hayden doesn't play. We're losing this game. I'll go right there. If Hayden plays, I'll go Steelers 17, Bengals 16, just because I don't I don't I don't want this to be a loss. I really don't want this to be a loss. 
Yeah, like if you told me a week ago all the injuries the Steelers would have had against the Raiders, I would have I would have picked the Raiders then too. Uh, I yeah. was high on the Steelers before everyone got hurt, and obviously we saw that on the field. Uh, in this game, assuming everyone's healthy, I think it's going to be a dogfight again. Uh, I think it's going to be low scoring. I want to pick the Steelers, though, because they are at home coming off that brutal loss. And, of course, uh, uh, probably wanting a little bit of revenge after that terrible, ugly game against uh, the Bengals the last time out. I'll go with uh, Steelers 18, uh, Cincinnati Bengals 13. Five-point difference there. Steelers uh, victorious. But um, we will flip over to the second half of their show. When we come back, we'll be with James Rapine from the Locked On Bengals podcast. So if you're watching on YouTube and Facebook, just hang tight. If you are uh, listening over on uh, the podcast platforms, just uh, click over to part two right now. I, I got one last question. Uh, I got to ask you from from the Bengals side, is this a rivalry game or was it just, you know, we had two teams that were that were constantly butting heads and those teams were rivals? Or do you think this is, is, is this rivalry survived the changing of teams or is this not even really a rivalry anymore? Um. I, I mean, I, I think it's a rivalry to a degree, um, but like, I, I don't think that there's the hatred that was there for some of them. Like, you know, Bengals fans got up, cracked up about, you know, Von Bell cracking Juju, right? And, and that, you know, that's something that comes out. So I think there's certainly hate there, but it's not like, oh my gosh, Heinz Ward's on the other side, or I can't believe <laughs> that Vontez Perfect is playing in this game, or, you know, and we can go on and on and on. Right. I, yeah. I don't know if that's there, but is it still a rivalry? I, I do. I, I think it's a rivalry. And, and part of it, it, honestly, now is the other two teams in this division at, on paper are better than you. And yeah. they are, you know, they're more talented. The Ravens and the Browns are more talented than the Steelers and the Bengals on paper. So that's part of why it needs to be a rivalry game because both teams need this win as they try to uh, hold serve in the AFC North and keep up the pace. Awesome. Now, before we let you go, uh, two quick uh, final questions for you, James. Sure. Uh, firstly, with the amount of rhymes tonight, I, I got to ask, were you a poetry major or is this purely coincidence? Coincidence. Coincidence, <laughs> coincidence. The, I, I will admit, though, the, the chase in space I've said before, and, and it, you know, I, maybe I really will you know, get those shirts rolling. I don't know if my shirt guy's going to be able to get the ready or not. Here comes TJ Watt. You know, or, and maybe that is already trademarked. Does no one in Houston has no one done that for JJ Watt? Ready or not, JJ Watt? Like you should still have that. So, uh, no, no poetry major, but you know, maybe I'll start writing a little bit. <laughs> All right, uh, last thing for you too. Uh, I know you mentioned you're picking the Steelers. Uh, did Did you have a final score prediction in mind? Uh, not really. Not really. I mean, I, I've I've thought about the game obviously the past couple of days, uh, and that's where I'm leaning today. You know, maybe it'll change. Maybe these injuries will change things. But if I had to make one right now, who I I think it's going to be like twenty four seventeen. Like I think it'll be a one score game. Maybe twenty four twenty twenty three twenty. Like in that range where it's a one score game. Uh, you know, the Bengals are in it, but you know, it, it's just it, it's one of those weird AFC North games where. Most people know that what's going to happen and, you know, maybe Burrow has the ball late and TJ Watt comes around the corner and, and gets the, you know, the sack or the strip fumble or something like that. But, you, you know, that's the way I'm leaning because until Zach Taylor proves he can go on the road and win and go on the road and beat a guy like Mike Tomlin, then, then why would I, I buy that he can do that? And, and that's kind of where I fall back to because I think the teams from a talent standpoint are pretty close when you compare them. Awesome. Now, last thing before we let you out of here, uh, is there anything you want to plug? 
Oh yeah. I mean, I'll be in Pittsburgh, uh, you know, this weekend covering the game for all Bengals.com. So I'll have a ton there, uh, you know, and, and it's not just Bengals that'll be covering it, you know, all Steelers too, because uh, you know, obviously it's a huge game and it's a rivalry game and, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully it's a good one. I don't want to go to Pittsburgh. It's only a four hour drive. I don't want to go there and see a blowout. I want to see a good game where I'm entertained. And, uh, and then when I go do that post game stand up, I can, you know, have some excitement and not, it was 56 to three today. Mm-hmm. It was brutal. And, you know, I don't want that. So hopefully it's a close game. <laughs> totally understood. Uh, James Rapine, thank you so much for your time. Uh, you're free to go as uh, Jeffrey and I sign out. So uh, <laughs> thank you so much again. It was uh, greatly appreciated. Of course, guys. I appreciate you having me. No, yeah, our thanks, pleasure man. as always. Um, Jeffrey, I guess I'll turn it over to you as well. Uh, is there anything you want to plug before we say goodbye to the people? I, w- I want to plug. Like, I just want to say, ready or not, TJ Watt is a great. That's going to be a shirt on the south side. You just got to get him doing his kick celebration, like the outline of that, kicking a door in. Mm. Just be like, ready or not, TJ Watt. Boom, kick the door in. Maybe that's what'll be, be a great. That's got to be a T-shirt on the south side already. Our door. Uh, I sorry. In the strip district. There's got to be a teacher in the strip district already right now. Someone's already making it right now. Um, I'm going to – I've got a film room. A couple things coming out. My podcast on Tuesday was all about – it's called The Cutting Room Floor. That covered a lot. If you want to hear my thoughts on Ben Roethlisberger and that situation, a little more expounded. Uh, That came out on Tuesday. It's an audio-only podcast. Uh, If you want to see my thoughts on the offensive line, I just submitted a film room today. It's probably going to go tomorrow or Friday, one of the two, on the offensive line in the run game and what's going on there. And uh, Dave and I, Dave Schofield and I just did a vertex on the difference on our defense between when T.J. Watt was in and when T.J. Watt was out of the game. Incredible difference. Uh, so, So check all of that out. Beautiful. Thank you for that, Jeffrey. Um, I also want to remind uh, the people of the uh, offensive line article that I had run today about 1100 words. If anything, you'll learn a little bit about offensive line play. If it's confusing, uh, you can always shoot me a, a message on Twitter or whatnot to, at MichaelBeck56. You can follow Jeffrey as well at FantaSkippy. Uh, that's a PH Fanta. Uh, you can find him there. Um, before we sign out, uh, I guess uh, we should also remind you to click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And finally, make sure uh, if you're only listening to these shows on YouTube or Facebook, you're only getting about a quarter of the podcasts we're putting out. There are 25 original titles now on our uh, our audio platforms. Seriously, there is a ton of great uh, Pittsburgh Steelers content available to you from a variety of of hosts, including Jeffrey Benedict, myself, Jeff Hartman, Dave Schofield, the boys from Australia. You name it, there is a ton of content. And uh, shout out Brian Anthony Davis for producing all of it. So uh, thank you once again for tuning in to uh, Know Your Enemy tonight. For my co-host, Jeffrey Benedict, my name is Michael Beck. Thank you for tuning in. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.